0: What is going on ladies and gentlemen, this is Jude R. Young and thank you for tuning in to another episode of Connecting Minds to Success. On this episode, I just want to talk about something that has been really been on my mind and my heart about the church and the body of Christ. Stay tuned. Okay, so check this out, right? So, have you ever been to many doctors in your life? Have you ever went to the dentist? Have you ever went to the eye doctor? Have you ever went to a cardiologist or a neurologist? Have you went to a foot doctor? You have all of these doctors that specializes in certain things in their respected area of the medical field, Okay. Um, If you have mental health issues, you would go to a psychologist, someone who specializes in understanding how the mind works in different variations of how you function as a human being. And that same concept also applies to the church in the body of Christ. Okay, so just stick with me for a minute while I walk. through this thought that I had for months, it's been sitting on my heart, but before I really jump into it, I want to go to the scriptures, because one thing that I want you to know is that the scriptures breathe life, okay, now with the church being many members, but we are under one faith, and we are all baptized by one spirit, denomination across the board, At each Christian's core, there should be the knowledge of Jesus Christ and his resurrection. It should be the knowledge that God sent his son Jesus to die on the cross for our sins. He took our place on the cross so that when we receive him, we are forgiven of our sins. We are justified by faith and we are glorified and we are made right with Christ. Okay, we're right with God because of what Jesus has done. On the cross, that should be across the board, our core beliefs. Even if we disagree on secondary issues, we should all agree that Jesus is Lord. Okay. Now I want to go to the scriptures. I want to jump into the scriptures really quick. Okay. Um, I want to jump to First Corinthians chapter 12, verse 12 through 31, and I want to hurry up and just blaze through it so that I can run my point home on this episode. Okay. Um, verse 12 said, just as one body, though one has many parts, but all its many parts from one body, so it is with Christ. For we were all baptized by one spirit so as to form one body, whether Jew or Gentile, slave or free. And we were all given one spirit to drink. Even so, the body is not made up of one part, but many. Okay. Now. If the foot should say, because I am not a hand, I do not belong to the body, it would not, for that reason, stop being part of the body. Verse 16. Okay, And if the ear should say, because I am not an eye, I do not belong to the body, it it would not, for that reason, stop being part of the body. If the whole body were an eye... Were, where would the sense of hearing be? If the whole body were an ear, where would the sense of smell be? But in fact, God has placed the parts in the body, every one of them, just as He wanted them to be. If they were all one part, where would the body be? As it is, there are many parts but one body okay so look this is driving a point one of my points home listen there there are many parts to the body right but when you look at a body you may be able to identify that there's an arm there's a leg there's an eye there's a nose there's a mouth there's a head there's a foot there's a toe okay and because of that right So that's just an illustration that Paul is pretty much driving home as an illustration for the church of Corinth to understand our unity in position as being one body in Christ. But we but just because we are one body in Christ. Right. Just because there is one body, there are many body parts. Okay, All right. So let's continue in this. So verse 21 says "The I cannot say to the hand, I do not need you. And the head cannot say to the feet, I do not need you. On the contrary, those parts of the body that seem to be weaker are indispensable. And the parts that we think are less honorable were treated with special honor. And the parts that are unpresentable are treated with special modesty. Verse 24, while our presentable parts need no special treatment but God has put the body together giving greater honor to the parts that lacked it so that there should be one there should be no division in the body but that its parts should have equal concern for each other if one part suffers every part suffers with it. If one part is honored, every part rejoices with it. Okay, now before I go forward, now listen to me very carefully, before I go forward, now I really want you to truly walk with me here, okay? If you're still sticking with me, I want you to walk with me here. Okay, so here you have Paul really just going deep, really really just giving this awesome illustration that, listen, God put it all together. He put the body parts together and Parts of the body that we overlook, parts of the body that we take for granted, right? You don't know how important your body parts are until it gets hurt or you it can no longer function, right? And you don't realize how precious your legs are until you realize that you can't walk for the rest of your life or for a season because of some sort of injury. Um, or, or, or maybe you had a stroke And the left side of your body doesn't function like it should. But when God touches your body and you heal, you have a better appreciation for what you once lost or what you no longer had function over. And that's the same thing with the body of Christ when it comes to whether or not you and I think that certain things in ministry, certain things in each church are insignificant because it's not on the front stage. It's not... It doesn't have the spotlight on it. But I want you to know something. I don't care whether you're an usher at the front door. It doesn't matter because you usher in the Holy Spirit. Because if the first person people see when they walk into the church is you, that means you should have uh, your presentation should be to welcome them with open arms. I am so glad to see you. Praise the Lord. Thank you for coming to our church. Thank you for coming to serve with us. We appreciate you. You know, and then you got some ushers who have their face broke down, mugged up and everything like that because being an usher, you guide people to the seat. You control So much of what goes on in the church service as far as placing people, making sure that people are sitting properly, make sure that they're they're seating in the church and everything like that. So even as an usher, you know, you usher in people's attitude because the last thing you want anybody to do or feel when they come into the front door of the church, and that has to be so powerful. Think about it. You are an usher. You are an usher. You get to usher in the grace of God. I don't care if there's a drunk who comes stumbling in the church. You help that drunk person to their seat. I don't care if someone coming hungover from hanging out all night, bent over, drunk, hungover. The lights and everything hurt. You usher that person in to the sanctuary with great love. So don't, don't, don't think that because you, you're unseen that you're insignificant in the body of Christ. Okay, the only reason that your pastor. One of the only reasons your pastor is able to get that message out there is because there are people that are behind the scenes working. There's the cameraman. There's the person operating the podcast. There's the person making sure that the pastor has water or the minister is taken care of before they stand behind the pulpit. Okay, it's to make sure that everyone plays a part in pushing the man or woman of God Who God has allowed to step forth in that position to do what God has called them to do in whatever assignment that they're called to do. So don't think because you're not seen that God doesn't see what you aren't doing. Okay? He is watching Everything that you and I do when it comes to serving him, just because you go out and feed the homeless people, just because you go out and you're praying for people, just because you're at work and you're pulling coworkers aside, giving them a word, they may not be saved, but God has laid you laid it on their heart, on, on your heart, to serve in ministry, in the marketplace of your job. You know, and and and, I, and, and, and it's so significant because it cbn didn't catch it okay okay cnn didn't catch it you you know your cameraman didn't catch it but the thing is all that matters who's catching what you are doing is god because he's watching you and you're sowing into your reward, okay? And God wants to not only bless you when you get to heaven, but he want to bless you even in your life right now. This is amazing. Now, I want to continue to go on because I still haven't driven my point home. But I wanted to talk to the individual who feel like what they're doing for God is insignificant. Husbands, wives, I want to tell you, you know, it's not insignificant to keep praying for your husband or your wife who doesn't seem like they're lining up with God. You keep praying for them and you keep doing what God has called you to do because he said in his word in Galatians chapter six, verse nine, that be not weary and well-doing for in due season you shall reap, but faint not. We cannot afford to give up. And trust me, I'm going to tell you straight up and down. It gets hard, it gets rough. Trust me, Judah understands what some of you are going through because trust me, if I could be transparent and authentic for just a second, you know, there are times I wanted to give up. You know, there are times, I, you know, even in my own family, like, you know, I begin to question, God, am I doing something right or what am I doing wrong? I want to give up. Sometimes I don't want to come home because I get tired, I get frustrated, I get fed up and I'm just being honest with you guys. I am being honest with you and I'm not going to cut, be cutting, I'm not going to sugarcoat, I'm not going to dance around the fact because the last... Last thing I want anybody to believe is that as I minister and as I talk to you on this podcast, that I in some shape or form, have arrived. Listen, I'm running the same race you run, and I'm chasing, listen, I'm trying to get better in my relationship with God, just like you're trying to get better in your relationship with God, and I want you to truly understand your significance in the body of Christ. I don't care if you, you're a, you know, you're a fingernail in the body of Christ, trust me, if you, if you break a nail, you, you, trust me, you, your whole attention is going to be on the fact that you broke that nail, okay, so don't think for one second, just because you're small or you feel insignificance, trust me, if your toes go missing, I bet you, you won't be able to walk straight, you understand what I'm saying, so, you know, don't, don't discount, don't discount your usefulness in the body of Christ, just because you're not the pastor, just because you're not the minister, just because you're not the elder, just because you're not the deacon, doesn't matter, everybody plays a part in the body of Christ, maybe God has blessed you to serve in your at, at, at your job in the marketplace maybe god have you serving in your home maybe god has one person that you have been assigned to and you wonder why in the world god you given me this person you place this young man in my life you place this young woman in my life and oh, let's flip let's flip the script let's flip the script maybe you have an older person that god has allowed you to minister to who may have fallen away from you know um, their walk because for for whatever reason, you know, and God has placed that person in your life to draw them back to Christ. Listen. We're all called to do different things in different seasons of our life. So don't discredit where God has you at. Don't discredit how God is using you. Even if it doesn't work, even as if it doesn't feel convenient. You're, you're you positioned yourself to be a living sacrifice, and that is a blessing. You understand what I'm saying? And you have to make up in your mind what you want to do and what you're trying to do and what God has you at. But let's continue, okay? verse twenty seven says, "Now you are the body of Christ, and each one of you is a part of it. and God has placed it in the church first of all apostles, second, prophets, third teachers, then miracles, then gifts of healing, in of helping, in of guidance, in of different kinds of tongues. are all apostles? are all prophets, are all teachers, do all work miracles, do all have gifts of healing, do all speak in tongues, do all interpret, now eagerly desire the greatest gift. Okay, now, that is awesome, that is awesome right there, and it says, and yet, I will show you the most excellent way. And that, and this is Paul before he jumps into the love stuff, okay? Now, we're not going to talk about that. But my, my point that I want to drive home, okay? Let me grab my notes real quick because I'm ready. I'm ready for y'all. I'm ready for my listeners, okay? I want you to understand that it's so important that... You and I are one body. Everybody don't do the same thing. And don't think because that person over there is being fruitful in their ministry that God is not allowing you to be fruitful. Some people are reaping. Some people are in a season of reaping. Some ministries are in a season of reaping. And some ministries are in a season of planting. Good God Almighty. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Some people's ministries are in a season of planting you may be that person who's listening to this who's in a season of planting your ministry may not be recognized listen let me tell you something connecting minds ain't connecting minds ain't ain't jumping off like that i thank god that i get one listener i thank god that i get 15 listeners i thank god that i get 30. why because if one episode can lead somebody to christ Glory be to the King of kings and the Lord of lords. And that's all that matters. And, 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 and I've had this podcast for two years. I've been doing this ministry for two years here. And I've taken it for granted. And I haven't done everything I was supposed to do. You understand what I'm saying? Jude, Jude Jude, messes up too. Jude don't always do everything right. Jude sometimes have lazy faith. Okay, and and I want you to understand how important this is in your walk, okay? Just because you ain't prophesying. Just because you ain't speaking in tongues. Listen, that's a whole nother conversation right there. If you're so worried about speaking in tongues, right... It doesn't make you better than anybody. It doesn't make you super deep and spooky. Okay, you got all these people running around here speaking in tongues, Shonanananaya, he bodakhanda, whatever the case may be, making up speaking in tongues just to sound just to sound deep and spooky. But can anybody interpret? Can anybody interpret what the spirit of the Lord is saying? And that's even awesome in itself. But we have all of these gifts in the body of Christ, right? We have all of these operations in the body of Christ, right? And even if you are and even if God has blessed you to be a healthy. Listen, man. I don't care. Nobody say what you do behind the scenes is a blessing because you're able to present God's ministry right. You're able to make sure that every paperwork is done right. Maybe you're a person who do the church taxes. Listen, you're making sure that you do everything right, and God is looking at that. Don't disp- Don't don't think because you work in secretary, right, that you're insignificant. Don't think because you clean the church that you insignificant. Don't think because your God has allowed you to minister in your job and you don't have a position and God hasn't allowed you to blossom yet. Don't think you're insignificant, okay? That's what I want to drive home so hard is everything that you do, everything that I do, it makes sense. In God's eyes, because we're doing it, don't be a tree that's withered up. Don't don't allow God to come into your life and cut those branches because you're not pruning the fruit. You're not you're not taking care of what He has given you, small or big. Okay. Now, I want to talk about something. I want to talk to another group of individuals. Okay. I want to talk to another group of individuals. Okay, and this group of individuals that I really, really want to talk to. Hold on, I had to put my, I had to take my headphones off for a minute. All right, so the next group of individuals that I really want to talk to, who who who, may be listening to this episode. I want to talk to those who may have walked away from the church, who 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 may feel like their insignificance don't even matter, so they walked away, or something happened, church hurt. You've been hurt by somebody in the church or you got frustrated being in ministry. Maybe you was a, 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 a clergyman or clergywoman. Maybe, you know, someone said something to you or maybe you got Bible bashed out the front door. Or maybe you're the type of person who left the church because you're rebellious. You're rebellious. Listen, everybody don't leave the church for the same reasons. OK, and I want to talk to you. I want to talk to you. OK, now I want to this. This is not to indict you. Okay, I want to challenge you now when I hear people who walk away from the church, who don't want to go to church or they just haven't found the right church to go to because church isn't heaven. Yeah, I said it. In reality, the church is full of messed up people. And if anybody paint this picture that their church is all together, that's a lie. And that's and you, you don't believe me? Go look at the book of Revelations when Jesus was talking to all these different churches, even the church who had success, you know, and even Jesus had to challenge them. Okay. All right, so let let's 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 keep let's keep it moving, okay? I want to talk to you. I want to talk to you. All right. So here's here's the thing. You may say, I am the church. Now I wanna I wanna I wanna challenge you. What does that mean? Now, even if you're the church I want you to understand that being the church means that you are set apart, you are called out, and you are useful for the work of God, the work of Christ in the ministry of winning souls to Christ. Okay. Now, I want you to understand that because people love, you know, my, my mom my, my mom says, said that to me one time because I said, you know, go to church. I don't want to go to church. I am the church. And, you know, and and it's like, okay, if we we say that we are the church, you know, we want to limit that to just, okay, this is just my body and I'm the church. No, it goes more than that. Even when Paul talks about sexual sin, he says, you know, any sin is outside of the body. But when you sin sexually, you sin against the body. And the body is the temple of the Holy Spirit. He lets you know that the indwelling of the Holy Spirit lives within those who have accepted Christ in their life and who are born again. Okay, this is that, this is the sea, we're sealed with the, we're sealed with the Holy Spirit, okay? All right, so keep, so keep, keep checkpoint right there, okay? Now, I want to challenge you who are the church, but don't go to church, right? I want I want to challenge you. How's your prayer life? How's your prayer life? I want to challenge you. Have you been praying for your coworkers? Have you been praying for friends and family? I want to challenge you. I want to challenge you. How's your Bible study? How's your worship? I want to challenge you. How are you growing? How are you developing? Okay? I want to challenge you. Who are you discipling? I want to challenge you. Who are, who are you being discipled from? I want to challenge you. I really want to challenge you. And how have you been serving in the body? I want to challenge you who have separated themselves from the assembly of the church. I want to challenge you by asking you these questions. How in the world are you allowing God to use you even if you're, you, you, you're not a part of a church of community? How, how you, the church, the church that you claim you are, the church that you say you are, how... Are you being effective in the kingdom of God? How are you being effective? So how can we be one body, right? And how are you being effective? How are you being effective? How is your Bible study? Are you, are you pulling other people in, right? Are you witnessing to people about Jesus Christ and him being crucified and him being that way? You're leading people to Christ. Are you positioning yourself? If you're separated from the body, But you call yourself the church. Are you planting seeds? Has God called you to water some seeds? Because Paul said, one man waters, one man plants, but God gets the increase. I want to talk to you and I want to challenge you. And I I really want, and I I, I say this all sincerely. And my prayer is that the Holy Spirit minister to you. The Holy Spirit minister to you. The Holy Spirit is convicting you. It's the Holy Spirit calling you out. It's the Holy Spirit been calling you back to the church that hurt you. Amen somebody. Now the next thing, I want to the next thing I want to say is this. All right? After reading all that. Now this is my point I'm really driving home. And I got to look at my notes to, to keep me on cue. <laughs> all right, so here it is. So how can we be one body in doing our own thing? How can we claim to be one body in Christ? But we're doing our own thing. We our own franchise, right? We our own franchise. You do, your, you do your ministry, and I'll do my ministry and see you at the end. Now, I will honestly say this, right? So I live in a community, and there's a church that specializes with, with bringing in young people and family, right? St. Luke's. You know, they specialize with, 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 with uh, pulling the community together, having community events, giving back to the community and so forth like that. There's another church that is around the corner from my house that specializes in the same thing. And young people bring themselves to church. My wife had to let me remind me that young people come to church on their own, you know, especially with the vacation Bible school and so forth like that. OK, so you may have it. So even the church. That I go to for my men's group. isn't is the church that I primarily worship in. But their men's ministry has helped me grow. Has helped me develop as a husband, as a wife. I mean, look, not a wife. The devil is a liar. It developed me to... Um, the men's ministry had allowed me to develop as a husband, wife... Uh, husband... I keep saying wife. Husband, father... There we go. Friend, but most importantly, a citizen of the kingdom of God. And it has allowed me to develop as a husband so that I can be a blessing to my wife. I also attend another ministry that helps me grow as well. That helps me deal with some personal, personal issues called Celebrate Recovery. Okay, so you have these churches. Listen, I hope, I'll, I'll pray one day a pastor is listening to this. You have all of these churches And may people say, we have so many churches. But here's the thing. Every church isn't called to do the same thing. Every church isn't called to have the same type of ministries. But here's where I have a problem with. Those ministries should not be exclusive to the members of that church. If the church down the street has a strong youth ministry, then... They always having stuff that they are serving the needs of the young people. There's opportunity for a pastor to say, hey, I see that your church have a strong youth ministry and I want my young people to be a part of some of your events. Will that be a problem? Because we are one body in Christ. Or maybe maybe your church has a strong men's ministry. And they have men who have excelled in being better men, husbands, and fathers. And maybe your ministry doesn't, uh, doesn't have the tools to help men of God develop. And it, it should, but it's not there yet. So that means I am going to starve the growth of my men so that the church down the street can't shine. Or maybe your church have a strong women's ministry. Or maybe your church specializes. And maybe one of your ministries specializes in finances. You see what I'm saying? You have so many people in the body of Christ. That has so many gifts and talents. That we can use to bring this whole thing together. But we have to get out of, the, we have to get out of our own way. And, and my, my pastor's son. Came all the way up from Charlotte, North Carolina to to, to see his parents. But he also preached that sermon today. So I want to give a special shout-out to Pastor Myron McLean, Jr. from G1 Ministries in Charlotte, North Carolina. And I will leave a link in the description on this podcast and on YouTube for preaching that thing right, okay? So if you are in the Charlotte, North Carolina area, and you need a ministry to attend. I definitely wanted to shout out G1 Ministries, uh, Pastor Myron McLean II. Okay. So I'm definitely giving you a shout out, bro. But in in, in 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 reality, we are one body in Christ. God loves you. Keep moving forward. Don't be discouraged. I just had to get this off my heart. It wasn't my intentions to come on here and make an episode. Because if quite frankly, I just wanted to come home and chill. Okay? Ladies and gentlemen, this is Judah Young. I'm out. Love you guys. Stay up. Stay blessed. But most importantly, stay connected to the one who keeps you plugged in. I did not really expect to do this episode and I just wanted you guys to know that from the bottom of my heart but it's been on my heart you know and thought for a while now to really talk about the body of Christ and just being able to just stop competing but start coming together you know I may not be good at something but you are but how can I help you grow and how can you help me grow and If we don't get it together and we keep rivaling against each other, we're going to miss out on what God has in store for us individually and collectively. There are lives that need to hear the message of Jesus Christ and what you and I can do makes a big difference. So my prayer for you is that you allow God to use you and move you where he needs you to move you through the power of the Holy Spirit. If you are a person who is an employee, business owner, and a church member, husband, wife, dad, mom, family member who's been serving in and out of the church, I want you to stay encouraged, and I want to pray this simple prayer with you and for you. Father God, I thank you for what you're doing, done, and about to do in the lives of your people. I pray, Lord God, that you may grow the listener who is hearing this, who stick to the end. And even those who may not finish the episode yet, I pray, Lord God, that you would bless them. And I pray, Lord God, that you would tug on them as they listen to this. I pray that they stay encouraged. I pray that they are convicted. But most importantly, I pray, Lord God, that you will allow this message to lead them to you and back to you if they stray away. It's in Jesus' name. I said it's in Jesus' name that I pray. Amen. Ladies and gentlemen. Jesus is the way, the truth, and the life, and no one can enter the Father except through Christ. This is Judah Young, and thank you for tuning in to another episode of Connecting Minds Through Success. Peace out.